that some people are just better at maybe not listening to it. And by sitting down with those people, asking them questions, and then you know, recording it and blasting it out on the internet, it helps. Maybe I can help other people like get out of our own way. optional. In this episode, I talked to one of my fight trainers, Iggy McGowan. He ha- has had a very interesting past life, which we actually didn't really get into too much detail, but essentially he sort of was off the rails for most of his childhood and young adult life. And then after the death of his sister, he made a promise to her and to his family that he was going to take better care of himself. And in so doing, he did such a good job of it that he started figuring out how to help other people take care of themselves as well. He is a, in addition to being one of our fight trainers, he's a really, really interesting guy, and this is a great conversation, especially if you can get through sort of towards the end, uh, just after about an hour uh, of us having a conversation, we really get to the real crux of the issue, and it's really interesting kind of conclusions towards the end. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great day and uh, enjoy your week. I'll be back again next week. With you next. Because if it's only when you accept that this is where I'm at that you can get to where you want to be. Yeah, you feel weak, disempowered, but people pleasing will always do that. They'll sabotage relationships because of their fears. They'll push the other person away when really that's what they feared the most, is being left on their own. Hi, Iggy. Hello, Lorna. How you doing, man? Fantastic. Thanks for coming to do my podcast. You're welcome. It's great to be here. <laughs> I'm still working on the finer details of podcasting. I haven't quite got it figured out yet. Well, you're getting there. Looks yeah. good. <laughs> good. Um. So the whole point of this podcast is for us to talk about kind of ways that people fuck themselves over by getting inside their own head. Um, I am mostly interested in doing research on why people, there's some people that just want to try shit, want to figure themselves out, want to actually push themselves to limits, and other people are just happy not doing anything. And then there are other people that are happy not trying to find anything. They're just comfortable in who they are. And you have got an insane story of going through all kinds of shit in your life to get to some point that you've got to now. And um, I remember a long time ago you said, if any, if I can do it, anyone can. And I looked at you and was like, you're a fucking monster. Like, you're a machine. Anyone can, no one can do what you can do because look at you. I was like, I was just thinking, oh, it's your genetics. Like, yeah, it's easy for you to say that. And then you actually told me what you've been through and what you've done. And I was like, holy fuck. So do you give us some background on where you came from? Yeah, well, I get that a lot from people, what you just said, which is it's easy for you to say you're strong, you know, and really that's a denial of what I've actually gone through, what I've done to get to where I am now, like to create the man that I am now. You know, so, yeah, I've been through so many different challenges and adversities, yeah, to get to here. So a very colourful past. Yeah, well, tell me about it. Tell me some colour. Mm, no gory <laughs> detail, do you? Yeah. Let's just start with some extra gory details because it's cute. Well, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. No, so even from a young age, even as a young kid, um, I didn't really see much point in life. Mm. Like I had a great family, great upbringing, all of that, but still I just I knew that I was different 
Yeah. I just, I didn't see, I didn't had a lot of energy, but didn't really have anything to focus that energy towards. Yeah. So like, I remember even at the age of 10, thinking about killing myself, not because like I was depressed or sad or anything, yeah. like it was, but just, I just didn't see the point. Do you know that's interesting? Molina said last night the same thing, that she was 10 when she first tried to kill herself. Yeah. How fucking crazy so, is that? Oh, well, I don't think it's that crazy because I can definitely relate. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, but it, it, so it wasn't until I found martial arts at a young age mm. that that gave me something to put my energy into. It was the first mm. thing, once I found it, it was the first thing that felt familiar to me. Everything else seemed alien. Yeah. So when you were saying that you wanted to... Like you considered killing yourself from 10. What kind of thought was it? Was it just like, I don't get the point of this? I just didn't, I honestly didn't see the point. It was almost like when I came into this life, just thinking, oh, here we go again. Yeah, wow. Like it was, (laughs) it really was like, I know I've lived many lives because it was, it was, that was the, that was the thought like, uh, what's the point? Here we go. Almost like a bored. Yeah, man. Sort of, uh, yeah, like a bored feeling. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. So, yeah, then martial arts. When I found martial arts, I had a fantastic teacher from a young age. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, that was the, the only thing that I sort of felt, you know, a sense of purpose with. And what – so you were bored. So, the, like, the sensation of being bored, and then it just kind of maybe channeled your energy, and it did it give you something else to focus on besides martial art, yourself? Yeah, 100%. Martial yeah. arts gave me something to focus on, I lo- and it got me into my body. Yeah. So inhabiting the body. So obviously that's why we all love martial arts is it gets you into your body. Yeah. You know, so it's presence. Yeah. You know, so all the, it's the thought that always creates the problem. You know, too much thinking causes problems. Fuck yeah, man. It's a crazy thing. Like I am, I've been working on this with some of my clients and I did it this morning in class where um because i notice a lot of times and I, I do it myself but i notice a lot of people come in and i'm like all right skip the first couple rounds you know and they're just basically trying to struggle through skipping and then i'm like all right hit a bag and i just see people just kind of like barely whacking at it or kind of just bored and throwing yeah. their limbs at it you know and like just real loose and floppy and kind of half-assed because they think like oh class hasn't started yet yeah. or whatever they're not really present yet definitely so, so i kind of just stopped everyone today and, I, and i've done this with each one of my clients and just had them close their eyes and start from their stance. So start with their feet together, then separate, stand in their stance, then bouncing from one toe to the yep. next. The whole time with their eyes closed so that they had to feel yep. what the inside of their body felt like. Definitely. And fuck, man. Then I was like, all right, now go back and do what you're doing. And everybody, just a, a level change. Yep. Immediate level change. Because it, it went from people doing something for the sake of doing something because they've been told to, yeah. to being aware of what it feels like to be inside their skin. Exactly. Start to inhabit the bodies and start fuck. to actually use this vehicle it's sick man it's yeah. a cool it's a really cool feeling i think i got introduced to it from yoga when i first like i was still a fucked up mess but i knew at least even as fucked up as i was at the time i knew that i needed to at least kind of pay attention to my body a bit mm. and I, I was living with a girl who was a yoga teacher at the time and she and i was so off yoga i was like because i was a punk rocker kind of kid that i was like fuck yoga like how dorky and embarrassing is that shit you know and i've just all this like so spiritual you know yeah. just like fuck you guys and then um she was a cool person so i went and i trusted her and went and did her classes and then yeah just that simple sensation of like feel what the inside of your fingertips yeah. feel like get yep. inside yeah. And then you have so much more control. Like I noticed that when I was walking, 
I'd walk and just like slap my feet on the ground. Yeah. And then after I started doing yoga, I rolled on the balls of my feet. Yeah, you start to actually move with a bit of grace, you know, but it is, it's inhabiting the body. Yeah. That's everything. And it is such a great sensation, you know. And that's amazing because you're, so your resistance to being an experiencer of your life the, re- the thing that stopped you was actually just completely embodying that you were inside a body finally. Like it's stopping resisting that feeling of being inside a body. Well, I think anything, you know, anyone when they inhabit their body, all of a sudden there aren't, you know, all the problems because the problems are only created in thought. Yeah, so true. So if you people in their head, you know, that's why, like with your clients this morning, mm. once you get them to inhabit their body, the focus changes all of a sudden. It, they start to get more enjoyment out of it. Yeah. You know, so that's the same with life. The more that you're in your body, the more that you're present. Yeah. Rather than stuck in your head. Yeah. Fuck. Then everything becomes more enjoyable. Then you just, you know, rather than thinking, oh, I need to be here, need to be doing this. Why do you think we have a head if it's so distracting a from head. being alive? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You mean, do you mean a mind? <laughs> yeah. A mind. But it, because it's a powerful tool, this is the thing people need to understand. This is the work I do with people is. Mm. Okay, your body is a great tool. Like, let me ask you this. When you first started fighting, did you have perfect technique? Fuck Could no. you move no with grace and agility and we, like... We, no, they don't call me baby G for nothing. No, but exactly. Okay, <laughs> so at first, you didn't, you weren't the best at driving this vehicle, the body. No. So then how did you get it to a point where you were able to move with great technique and fight to the ability that you have? Yeah, it's focus and listening, I think. Yeah, so through that... And awareness, th- Yeah, really. so through repetition. So, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, it's through awareness, but through repetition and discipline, mm-hmm. you inhabit your body more and you learn to drive it and use it as the powerful vehicle that it is. Yeah. So you, I'm sure you can do things now with your body that you wouldn't have thought possible Fuck you yeah. know, before and all things to your advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Definitely. the exact same with the mind. This is what mm-hmm. people see it as something different, but... The mind is a great tool also, mm. you know, once you learn how to drive it. Yeah. See, most people, they get driven by their mind. They're used by their mind. You know, they think that they are their mind. Mm. So all these thoughts they identify with and they get run by their mind, completely reactive, you know, oh, this happened to me. It's like a victim mentality. And why do you think people get stuck in their mind? Because they, if they haven't disciplined it if they haven't trained it see it's the same as the body why do people end up in a you know in a fat unhealthy state you know because they haven't disciplined the body they Mm. haven't trained it so it's the same with the mind until you regain control over it by constantly correcting it the same as you'd correct a physical technique it'll it'll run you so do you think it's like a slow degeneration like would you say that at at the beginning like when we're this kind of pure package of potential as a baby and we we get taught general life things up up to the age of seven or so we're kind of absorbing as much information as we can and then is it just kind of a slow disassociation or slow attachment to the mind that happens over time or do you think we're initially start that way and it has to be taught well i think that you know your conscious mind obviously develops and you know after those early years you know a lot of people will keep going you know, operating unconsciously, just keep going. They'll be created by their habits. Mm. Like, so these same patterns, these same habits of thought that they've learned from a young age. So obviously that's not consciously chosen. They haven't consciously chosen these, these, these thoughts and this programming. It's like, that's what's been, you know, from their environment, from those around them, how they've been brought up. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that that's what you know wires their their mind in a particular way. Then you know through those adult years they will keep keep operating that way until you become conscious of it. Mm. You know, and then correct it. You know, to consciously choose you know powerful habits and powerful ways of thinking. So it comes down to either you're created by your habits or you can consciously create your habits and so it's it really is just a choice it's like it's almost like leveling up i guess everything's a choice yeah of course it's a choice that's it it's like i had this yesterday i was um at a vibe i was getting some lunch and i was eating there was these uh three people like a father and his teenage daughter and son next to him and i couldn't really hear what their conversation was but they were having an argument they were you know italian they were having a bit of an argument and again, I didn't care. I was there enjoying my meal. I got up as I went to leave. Oh, sorry. B- before that, I could hear, you know, the daughter saying, oh, that's so general. That's such a generalization. I thought you'd have more wisdom than that at your age. You know, and this guy who must have been at least 60 was going, no, you know what? You think you know everything. You know, you, that's your <laughs> yeah. problem. You think you know everything. And uh, and she kept saying, no, well, that's ridiculous. And he was saying... That's just how they are, you know, 99% of them, that's how they are. So there was this disagreement. Anyhow, as I said, I didn't hear. I got up. As I was walking off, he said, hey, mate, hey, mate, isn't that right? And I said, so I turned and I said, what's that? And he goes, isn't that right? And I said, I don't know. I couldn't hear your conversation. He goes, women, they'll be the death of us. They're women. They're the cause of all our pain. We're we're victims to women. And I said, oh, I'm not. (laughs) I said, no, I don't agree. And she, the daughter goes, yes, thank you. And I said, I don't at all. You know, women have done nothing but better my life, have empowered me, have given me life. So there you go. Now I walked inside, you know, put something in the bin. As I came out to get in the car, I said, and, you know, you, you, it's your choice to be a victim. You know, because he goes, right. oh, I'm a victim to women. I'm a victim like this. I said, yeah, you are. But that's a choice. Right. I'm a creator. I said, and that's my choice. I live in power. And anyway, he's there shaking his head and she, she just looked gobsmacked. This yeah. His daughter was like, oh, oh. Well, I mean, that's an amazing thing. Like you take one look at you, just this big muscly yeah. dude. Like he literally would have thought like, yeah, he you're thought gonna I was going to, he thought bitches. I was going to, yeah, bag him out and all that. But this is, the point is, it's like these people are like this everywhere. It's like this yeah. victim mentality, looking for someone else to join them on, you know, making enemies out of people. For sure. That's it. Like what I could have said to this guy was, okay, a lot of women have been my greatest adversaries, like which because that's the truth. But it's through that that I've grown to be the man that I am. Like it's like a sparring partner. When you have a sparring partner, the better they are, you know, and the more that they challenge you, the more that you grow. Like in a fight, same as that. Yeah. They're not an enemy, you know. Yeah, should you? Well, Molina and I were talking about that last night because you need – it's almost like – I think the way that I kind of see it is that there is a bell curve there. There's up to the point you need to have as challenging as possible of sparring partners without somebody that constantly knocks you out. Because yeah. if you if you have a sparring partner that as soon as you get in the ring, the first punch, they knock you out every time, you're not going to learn anything. You're no. just going to end up with brain damage and run away and you're never going to fight, right? Yeah. So like to an extent, and I think this is, there's a million different ways of looking at this, but 
each one of your challenges, you've got a choice to go in there and, and understand that that adversary is someone who's just knocking you out immediately and you just need to get the fuck out of there. They're not helping you. They're, yeah. you know, it's just causing... You mean in a relationship context? Yeah, in yeah. a relationship type of context or even just in a work environment situation. You know, like yeah. you get into an environment that's so toxic that you're not actually making any progress. You're just literally sitting there and and I'm not, and I still don't believe that you're a victim of that. You're a victim. You think you're a victim but it's your choice to stay yeah so at that point having the wherewithal to be like this is not helping me yeah. or in the circumstance that you're talking about and i've done this myself with a with a relationship where it's like no this is worth me sticking this out yeah to figure out where i'm getting challenged because a lot of the stuff that they bring up in you is a lot of the times the shit that that you don't want to deal with in yourself of course it is this mm. is the thing everything's a reflection so yeah you know you draw to you that's what i said to this old towing guy as i was leaving i said if that's been your experience with women, then it says more about you. Everything's <laughs> everything's a reflection. So there you go. It's been highlighted in you. Yeah. You know, but people reject this all the time. People that make enemies out of situations or people, it's giving your power away. Fuck people, yeah, it. You know, it's like that's what I think. No wonder you're so disempowered. Mm. Well, you're making an enemy. You're saying, "Oh no, it's because of them that I react like this. Mm. It's because this happened that I'm like this." It's like, no, that's, you know what I mean? It's a classic victim. Well, and there's no room for you to grow. There's no room for you to learn anything because it's always something external to you that's caused the reaction or whatever. Like that, that sensation, giving your power away is exactly it. There is Mm. something internal in to all of us, whether you're gay or straight or not or whatever, that there is like a deep power inside somebody who takes responsibility. It's attractive to any whatever it doesn't matter if it's not even gender oriented necessarily i feel like for me at least because i'm a straight woman i'm attracted to that strength in a man yeah. and when a man loses that strength and becomes a victim to a woman or whatever yeah. you know and they get pushed around by their wife or pushed around by their daughters or whatever i just find it like there's just something deeply unsettling and uncomfortable yeah. about it because it is it's like you've got a choice here to to become a victim of this circumstance or not and in, as soon as you become a victim of it, then immediately you stopped learning because you stopped developing your own skills. Yeah. There's, it's like, we talked about this the other day. It's like, um, if you never video yourself while you're training, mm. you're never going to see where you're making mistakes. Yeah. But it is hard to look at the video. Sometimes you look at the video and you go, fuck, I thought I was way better than that. Yeah. Like I'm. I've got a lot to learn. Yeah, and see, that's what people are, are missing in whether it's a relationship context or whatever, you know, when they reject their power by going, no, nah, it's them, mm-hmm. and pointing the finger in blame. It is, it's giving away that rather than looking at it and going, okay, now where does that exist in me? Yeah. Where can I shift and change my response, you know? People distract themselves constantly by looking at someone, something outside of themselves. Why do you think there's a tendency to do that? It's the easier option. It's yeah. the weaker option. Why is it easier? Because it, because of exactly what you're talking about. It's the opposite to accepting responsibility. Yes. If you accept responsibility, then it's not up to them or the situation to change. It's up to you to change. Yeah. So you, that entails, you know, doing responsibility something. and doing the work. That's yeah. the thing. It's like you can't pick and choose, you know, when you're responsible and when you're not. You can't pick and choose when you're the creator of your life and when you want to be a victim. You know, you can't, anyone can say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a creator when everything's going great. But as soon as something challenging comes along, all of a sudden it's like, no, but them. No, no, but it's them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but this happened. That's why I'm like this. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can't pick and choose. It's all or nothing. Yeah. And and do you know what's funny about that? It's like we think it's hard to be a... um, 
you know, to be the creator of our lives or whatever. It's, we think it's hard to take responsibility. Who does? The general public, yeah, I, I suppose. Sorry, because when you said Not we, nice. I was going to say speak for you because <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Well, yeah, because when you actually think about it, you are, as soon as you realize that you're taking responsibility, you are then in charge. That's, it, that's and it's, exactly there's it. something so relaxing about that. It's like, oh, wait a second. I don't have to be worried about all this other exactly. shit. I'm only responsible for what I can do right now. That's it. When you stop trying to control everything outside of you, because mm. the you know your little mind wants to control everything outside of it. It's like, oh, they should be like this, or this shouldn't be happening. Oh, if only this was like this, then I could be, then I'd be happy. Or yeah. you know what I mean? All this trying to control what's happening outside of you. It's so exhausting. It's not a good use of energy. All you just got to come back to yourself, you know. So it is, as you said, it's relaxing when you come back to, okay, no, just deal with what's in your own power. Just deal with with what's in your own control. Mm. When I'm writing a book right now about um, that, like whole period of time where I was all fucked up, and um, and the whole like concept of the book was that I, the whole reason why I jumped off the deep end in the first place was because I felt so disconnected from my own power and the way that i've come to like conceptualize this idea is i call it the truth and the truth is almost like a you know it's that feeling when you just feel really like in your body really connected there's no brain there's no anything else it just feels like it's like you're in the zone or whatever Yeah, that's presence so that's yeah when your mind is in your body yes so it's like mind and body and spirit all become one yes that's it one single alignment yeah and I think, like, whenever I feel that, it's almost like the reason I call it the truth is because that's, like, what pulls me. It's an unchangeable thing. That feeling never changes. No matter where I feel it, at any circumstance in my life between another person or while I'm writing or while I'm drawing or while I'm doing Muay Thai, whatever it is, yeah. that feeling is always the same. It's that's universal. Instinct. It never changes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is, that's instinct. That's, that is, you know, when you bring everything back together, back to wholeness. Yes. You know, that's it. It's when that, when, see, the mind and body being separated, you know, it's that separation is what creates, you know, that unease and everything. So when you get that mind body back connected, then you're just, that's flow, like with life. Yes. You're acting instinctually. You're not, there's no thought. It's this thoughtless awareness. It's just this moving with what's happening and responding. Mm. Yeah. And I think, like, um, that's why I think we have this really gross um, disc. Like, you can really sense when somebody's lying or disingenuous yeah. or not being authentic or whatever. Like, you can really feel it. As soon as you feel like somebody's trying to be a little bit cooler than they yeah. are a little bit. And, and whenever you start lying to yourself about anything, that's another reason why I kind of call it the truth because the opposite of it feels like lying. Yeah. That same sensation I get when somebody is, like, being dishonest to me or when I'm trying too hard, any of those sensations, I know I'm not in alignment with that truth because I'm being dishonest Yeah. for some, for, for some reason, even if I don't even know that I'm lying to myself, because we really don't even know that we're lying to ourselves most of the time until all of a sudden you kind of pull out of it and go, Oh fuck, I was making excuses. Yeah. You know, like, and this happens to us a lot. Um, cause you are in my corner when we go to fights and you'll see me before a fight and you're like, how you doing? And I see you, the truth, looking at me because yeah. you're looking for clarity. You're yeah. looking to see where's my brain at. And so much of the time I'm like, I got this, I got this, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. While I'm telling you those words because I need you to hear that I'm okay yeah. and I need to try and convince myself that I'm okay. Yeah. But you can tell the difference yeah, between I'm, when I'm lying and when but I'm any, not. But the thing is anyone can. Yeah, if should, this, yeah, See, everyone that goes, people that go on about how they've been deceived or you know how 
oh, this person lied to me so much. It's like, no, 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 stop it. You lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. Every Life and people are always telling us the truth. It, it's always yeah. there. I know I've done this myself years ago in a relationship where it's yeah. like you get to the end of it, it's like, oh, they weren't who they said they were. But the thing is like, no, 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 they were, just didn't choose to see it. Yeah, you didn't you want cho- to see you it. You lie to yourself. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you like, because it. the thing is, if the, so the more present you become, the more that you do inhabit your body and you're paying attention to what is in front of you. Mm. You, you see, life and people, they're always informing us of, of exactly think? what it is. So that's why, yeah, I can look at people like yourself and you can be saying one thing, but it's like, mm, this doesn't yeah. quite add up. No, you're not. Like, yeah. it, that's it. People, they'll, they'll lie to themselves, but it, you can see through it. Everyone can. Mm. And how do you think, like, people can can practice getting better at that? Like, so it's a skill that everyone, I agree with you. I think that yeah. everyone's got that underlying thing. For me, I found um, smoking weed by myself in my room helped me realize that lie inside myself like i used to just sit there and i can see it in my writing so i one of my practices was to get super stoned like crazy stoned to the point where you shouldn't see another human being because you'd like have a panic attack and just read what i wrote and i could see every pretentious wanky bullshit lie that i had said you don't need weed to do this but it was like just allowing myself that space to step back out of my own head and stop listening to all those stories and just reading it and just going holy shit you're so full of shit yeah you are just so full of shit so what kind of things like can so i would suggest something more such as (laughs) martial arts yeah but definitely you know because that's it because really it's it's really the development of consciousness. So the, the more, if you go having substances and using things, then that makes you more unconscious. Like, because there's another filter there. It's not it's not your actual clarity there. But th- when training, that's, again, it's getting your mind into your body. Yeah. So the more that you do that, it's through repetition, the better your focus becomes. You know, the more that you inhabit your body, the more that you're able to just, you know, focus on what is. And do you think, like... So you think just even being inside your own body will then help you see... So let's say the exact specific example of being able to see better when somebody's deceiving you. Yeah, definitely. What would you think is a good way to like go about practicing that skill? Not having an opinion in your mind. You know, it's this mental commentary that's always happening. So when yeah. something or someone is in front of us and they're informing us, that we can, it all goes in, but if you've got this mental commentary and you've got an opinion and you're thinking, oh, what about this? Oh, like all ah, these thoughts, yeah, yeah, all these thoughts change what you're seeing. It makes you not see the truth of what's in front of you because all yeah. you're, you're, you're doing is you're defining it in all these different ways, having all these opinions about it, which distort what actually is. That's yeah, the same yeah. as anything, how you were talking about flow and... You know, when you're that'd be when you're most creative, yep. when you're yeah, just sure. operating instinctively. It's like there's no thought. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's just you're just there. You're just you're moving. So that's the same when with anything. It's like that's how you'll best see whatever's in front of you. That's when you're most receptive. Is yeah. when you're not, you know, having all these opinions. So it's really getting your mind out of the way. It's like taking off a pair of sunglasses. Definitely. Like everything, you're perceiving the whole world through your own perceptions of yourself. Exactly. And That's and like people and their beliefs. The beliefs distort what's actually Fuck happening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, rather than knowledge is what is. Knowledge is like that truth, what's actually in front of you. Mm. You know, whereas the belief, oh, I believe that it's this. I, you know, it's like if you have all these preconceived ideas about 
who someone is, then when they're standing in front of you and they're telling you through their their being that they're everything but that, but if you're hanging on to these beliefs in your mind about who you want them to be, yep. that's what you'll continue to see. Then, you know, it might be years later, then all of a sudden when that relationship ends and you're like, oh, they lied to me. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> they were telling you the whole time. Your belief was the lie. Yes. You know, that's it. So it's it's the the thoughts that get in the way. So what's really interesting to me about this is like why do – because I know that feeling of truth and like, you know, real true connection. It feels fucking amazing. There's something – it's hard to describe. And a lot of people I think probably would even describe it as love when you, d- you feel it for another person or an animal. When, when I feel it with my artwork, it is flow. Like it is definitely mm. some kind of deep connected state. And I just am doing something – it's the absence of me. There's, it's not even me doing it. You don't even, couldn't even possibly take credit really for what happened. Yeah. Because after it's over, you're just like, what the fuck just but happened? Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> but – what I think, like, because this is a really addictive feeling, and I think this is a feeling that most people are kind of pursuing in a their good daily addiction. life. Whether, yeah. yeah, good addiction. Whether they know it or not, you know, like, like let's say some a person who's never had any interest in looking at themselves, but they are chasing after their one true love. Let's say they love um, watching those like home and away type of. Yeah. TV shows, yeah. all, they watch a bunch of romantic comedies and they're chasing, they're like, I just want that love. They want the same feeling. They're looking for the feeling that I feel when I make an, a painting. Yeah. They, it's the same feeling because it's that just true connective love. Yeah. But they are willing to believe a lie instead of feeling that feeling. Yeah, so because they're looking me, outside of themselves. Yeah, well, so what confuses me is like, why would I choose to believe a lie when the option for the truth is right there in front of me and I choose instead of like wanting, instead of getting rid of the lie and, and connecting to the truth, Mm. why would I want to believe that fantasy? Fear. Yeah. You know, holding on to that idea like that, Oh no, I need to believe that this is it. If I believe it enough that it'll be like, which is no, 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 that's, that's not the case. Believe you're a fish or you want go out in the (laughs) ocean, try and swim. You're going to drown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas knowledge is real, knowledge is what is, mm. you know. So it's but it's this fear will try and grasp onto these ideas in your mind. No, no, I need this. It's like let's go back to the relationship context. It's like no, if I believe that this is that person, no, no, they're this, you mm. know, because the fear might be like, oh, but if if they're not, then Who it'll is? never come. Like yeah. you know. So yeah, that can. Isn't that an amazing thing that you would rather believe a lie than? Be patient enough to find the truth or find a re- the real thing. Yeah, it is madness. And is it because, do you think, because we we can degenerate? Like, I, I at least from a woman's perspective, I think men know that, um, and, and it could be different for you, and I don't mean to generalize for a man's sake, but for a woman, I know that I have a certain timeline that I'm going to be able to make a baby Health, healthily as long as I take good care of myself I can make a baby up to about 40 probably but you'd get in a bit risky like there's a, p- a window of time that I need to be able to create a healthy baby with someone I love so there is a little bit of that pressure that happens inside a woman's brain when you're meeting somebody you're like fuck could you be it enough to let me do my job in this world and bring a baby out for a man like you've got almost infinite time to be patient. Do you think it, that puts a little element of pressure on a woman? Well, I guess it depends on what your expectations are. Like, so if you've got the <coughs> idea that, that you have to have a baby, otherwise your life isn't complete. Yeah. 
you know, otherwise, you know what I mean? Like, so then yeah, it's like, man, well, because yeah, yeah. why do you even have to? If you're not supposed to, if that's not, you know, a part of the, this life of yours to, to be a mother, then why would you try and force it if it wasn't meant to be? Yeah. Whereas if you just had relaxed into the knowledge that everything's moving to perfection, that, you know, however it unfolds, what will be will be. That, yep, the, when the right one comes along, yep, you'll act then. You know, mm. rather than trying to force it and going looking, going, where is it? Quick, because I've only got, I've only got, you know, <laughs> x amount of eggs left. <laughs> yeah, so come on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, cause that's when you're trying to force it like that. You know, that that creates all sorts of problems. And it can, yeah, it can definitely be argued that bringing a baby into an environment that's not the right environment because you're living in a lie. Yeah. You know, like so, say fuck it. Oh, all right, he's close enough. It's it ish. Yes. Yeah, so and then you have a baby, and yeah. then that baby gra- raise is raised in a toxic, untrue environment. Yeah. Where it sees that the the meaning of love is two people that can barely stand each other, but did it exactly anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's. Fucked. And then what are you going to tell that child like that? Oh yeah, but I was running out of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just have to. Like, what sort of, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you say to that child. Really, you've already said it through your actions that, through your example, you know, that, you know what? Settle for less. Yeah. If, if, if if it's getting close on the clock, just, you know, to your eggs being out, then just settle for less. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you got to come back to as well. Everything in regards to being a parent, obviously, it's like, I'm exampling this. Mm. Yeah, fuck. I know, and I think that, I mean, that's a major thing, too, is that you're being a parent to some something else. It's not just about you, like, bringing it, because there's, there's this weird, stupid mentality that we've got, like, oh, it's just such a big sacrifice. Like, you know, I've really just done the world a service by bringing this human in. It's like, well, sometimes you probably shouldn't have. Yeah. And especially <laughs> if you haven't spent enough time thinking about this stuff. I'm thinking about how you can be the best version of you possible and the most honest version of you possible. It's not worth it. Yeah. Like, all you're doing is just bringing another kind of... But it, it's also looking, you know, for something else through it. You know, yeah, looking oh, looking for... Uh, it's a selfish thing, whereas really parenting is b- about being selfless. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's certainly not about yourself, you know. Someone else's life, someone else that is dependent on you. Mm. You know what I mean? So if you're having it because you want it to give you some sort of gratification... Like, then... Yeah, probably yeah. the wrong reason in the first place. You know, somebody once said to me, I, I went back home to America at one point uh, s- during the midst of this sort of existential crisis of me just going, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Again, it was the same thing you were kind of talking about. I was buried in fear of my own potential, really. I had tried to at- attempted to find my own potential in things as soon as i got a little bit out on the ledge i just ran back and hid behind fear mm. and this and then it got to a point where it was so painful to hide in that cocoon of fear that i had to just break free i just said fuck it i'm jumping off the cliff whatever it takes i'm gonna go and make artwork i'm going to find my connection to my own potential somehow and so i was like really just lost because it was like well where do i even start i like making paintings i like drawing i like making videos i like whatever so i've got a million different activities that i like doing i went home and a man said to me um like, you know, I was in this, like, fucking wanky art party, and this guy goes, oh, you're just a bit lost, aren't you? You know, I remember those times when I was 20, and I was just so, like, blocked up inside my own head. I was like, how the fuck do you know anything about anything? Yeah. And his wife goes to me, you know, I, I was lost myself once, but as soon as I had a child, I knew what I lived for. And then I looked at them, and I was like, oh, you, neither one of you have figured it out. I appreciate that both of you are trying to help me. They hated each other. Yeah. I watched them through the course of the evening, and <laughs> they fucking hated each other. Yeah. And I was just going, 
you a don't bother giving me advice because i don't know what the fuck you're doing i don't know what anyone's doing I'll, i'll be here to listen but you know when that thing happens when someone's trying to tell you something you can see that they just are so full of shit themselves that you're just like it, well oh. yeah that's the thing that most people don't look at like it's oh. like anything anyone in sort of any you know perceived position of authority or anything that people will take whatever they say on board it's like you only have to look at them and go well hang on you're saying this but your life doesn't match up so what would you know yes you know what i mean like if you again this is about being informed by you know what's in front of you what life tells you but most people don't see that and don't recognize that because they're so stuck in their head yeah but if you just pause for a moment and look and go "Mm, what would you know like yeah, and what, what I mean? any of us know. Because, I mean, most of us are fucking lying to ourselves all the time. And I think this is why I always like like the concept of honesty being that core, the core thing that we try and seek. You know, people talk about, and you've said, use the word presence. And I understand the word presence. That does feel the same to me. Like, it feels like I'm present. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of, um, you know, kind of spiritual teachers talk about, like, just be in the moment, be in the moment. The in the moment seems like such an arbitrary thing. I get it. I understand what you're getting at by saying being in the moment. But, when, like, if I conceptualize it as truth, that makes a little bit more sense to me because the anytime I'm lying to myself or anytime I feel someone else is lying to themselves, that's when I can see that this breakdown, I can tell that I'm out of sync with it or in sync with it. For some reason, the moment doesn't seem because I can't, I'm always in a moment, you know, just by being awake, I'm inside moments, but am I in the moment or not the moment? I don't know. Well, there is only one. (laughs) It's this one. Yeah. (laughs) Really? There is only one. Yeah. It, it is. It's one continuous. But moment. so I can still be in the moment, but have that shield of sunglasses on. Yeah. Well, that's when you're not dealing with what is. So it's yes. That's what be, is? So it's connecting. What's true? It, this is connection. It's like when you're connected to the moment. So that's yeah. why presence is being in your body. Mm. You know, inhabiting your body, having your attention to the world, not trapped in your own little skull. You know. So then you're seeing and you know what is. Yeah. you're connected with what is you're informed by what is but without the commentary in between without the mm. opinions so it's dealing with what is in front of you rather than all the what ifs oh what about this what if this what if this happens what if this you know whether thinking about the past or thinking about the future yeah. you know just look just giving your attention to what is yeah man it's and so well now you think like if i can just give my attention to what is a lot of times like the kind of feed I guess the negative or confusion that people tend to get back from that is like, how do I know how to plan for my future if all I'm thinking about is now? And then the other, on the flip side of that, there are people that are like, I'm just in the moment. And yeah. they're just like drinking back booze and fucking yeah, snorting this, coke off of someone's tits. So it's obviously <laughs> there's balance. You, you can have a direction. You can, you can, I'm, as you know, I'm a very disciplined and structured person. I love to have things structured, you know, it, yeah. that, creates more relaxation and you know and that structure to put your energy into you get so much more accomplished but any sort of okay if i'm structuring my week or my month i'm not sitting there panicking about what i've got to do next week or tomorrow i'm not there going then i've got to do this i'm not living it in my mind Mm. i'm simply going yep that has to be done i'll jot it down but i'm i'm doing that now so it's the planning the structuring is done now yeah yeah. so then you know your direction then it's just being present while that unfolds you know what i mean like one thing that i'll go through with clients is you know right you know 
getting this structure in place to eliminate all this excessive anxious thought mm. you know always worrying about you know the next thing the next thing and rushing around it's like right get some structure about yourself use you know a diary use you know put down the things that you have to accomplish each day yeah. this day i have to do this at this time i do this <laughs> between this hour and this hour i do this then any t- it makes it easier for you then to be present because you see it's all about giving your attention to the task at hand yes, you know being okay. in the step so then when your mind starts up you know through momentum because you've operated that way for so many years like always thinking about the next thing being fearful like that then you just have to correct your attention and go no this is what i'm doing now mm. bring your mind back to just whatever the task is that you're doing at the time no i'm doing this podcast now yeah when, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. when the mind wants to drift off and go oh then i've got to go past the supermarket then i've got to go and drop that off there and then i'll oh what am i this up you just you know as soon as you notice it you bring it back no yeah this is what i'm doing now if you've got some structure and you've got your week organized and got things written down then you can glance at that and go oh no that's when i do that yeah that there's a time for yeah, that in the no, future no, yeah no that's yeah, when i do that yet. so this is what i'm doing now Otherwise, everything gets jumbled up. You're mm. never actually here. You're never doing things to, you know, your full potential because your attention is elsewhere. Yeah. It's like if someone, you when you're training someone, if they're rushing, trying to throw, trying to land the punch first, you know, with their arm coming out before they've even turned their hip, before they've even turned their back foot because mm. they're, you know, too much of a hurry to get the, that next thing. Yeah, yeah. Or they're half throwing a kick before their punch is finished. It's like, no, no, yeah, slow it down. Mm. each thing at a time you know makes it more powerful yeah man. you conserve more energy things get done with a much higher quality whether it's cleaning or folding clothes it's like give your attention to that be present you know mm. de- this is how you develop your presence is through all the little tasks throughout your day mm. you know obviously that's again why with martial arts training with fight training it's what the, that's what we love that's mm. why it feels so good. Yeah, it releases endorphins and stuff, but it's really because the cessation of thought. Yes. You're in your body. You're just – it's that you're moving instinctively. Yeah. So it's that – then, you know, in your life, again, with the small tasks, you know, just focusing on that. Mm. Things, Everything becomes enjoyable then. Yeah, man, and even just connecting to another person. Like this I feel like is one of the main things that we all lose touch with. We've all forgotten about, you know, just – Anytime, like anytime you're around in a group, a circle of friends and everybody's thinking about their own shit or talking about stuff or looking around or whatever, you know, it just is a disgusting feeling. Like when yeah. you're, you, there is no connection amongst people. When I feel like I'm in an environment like that, because I'm a bit of a, a strange person. I, I, this is my optimum. <laughs> we know that. But this is my optimum environment. Like this is where I operate at my best because yeah. I am, uh, I'm too distractible and I'm too anxious and socially uh, c- caught up in my head most of my life that when I can really pull myself out of that and just be connected to one other person or two other people and think about things, I, I completely can connect to that one person for that period of time. I've got really good focus, but only when I choose to have the environment to put it in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think um, anytime that you feel kind of lost or discontented in a relationship with somebody else, it's because you've either gotten into the habit of being disconnected from them because you don't really like their presence yeah, or you don't know how to be present with them and yeah. give them that space and give them that time and listen to it. There's a thing called active listening 
that they use in uh, like mediation tactics. We used to have to do this um, when I was out at my old job that basically anytime there's a issue in a workplace resolution, being the manager of the project, it was my job to get in there and try and work it through with the two parties that were not able to agree or whatever. And the whole thing, they said, they started the whole thing out. What we need to practice now is active listening. And I'm looking at them going, isn't that what listening is? Like I didn't get that there was a difference. Because for me, listening, and I, and I get to a point where I'm actually that zoned in on somebody. I can't tell what else is happening. Like I can't tell that someone else is talking to me because I'm just yeah that focused. But that's all it is. Active listening is looking at that person, paying attention to them, being 100% present in what they've got to say, and not thinking about what your next thought is or what you should say yeah. back. It's like, just absorb it. Be curious. It's an amazing thing, man. And we d- we've lost that skill. Yeah. Nobody uses it anymore. Well, you have to teach people how to again, do it again, which again, is so crazy. Yeah, but I know what you mean definitely that most people don't at all. Mm. You know, they you can see that they it's like brain fog, you know, they you can just see that they're elsewhere like I yeah, not everyone's like that because it is a developed thing that mm. where you can really give someone your attention, you can develop that, you can make a discipline of that. Yeah. You know, so that then any interaction that you have there's this fantastic connection the other person feels you know they not even feels they are appreciated they're valued they've been given your attention you know that's really that's presence in that interaction do you find that um like by being the kind of person that you are and giving that a kind of focused attention to somebody that you have to develop your barriers a bit stronger yeah definitely that's you know something that everyone should Mm. should develop though you know being able to have boundaries in place yeah Again, that's the, it's that's a discipline, you know. It's a discipline with yourself because it's never up to, you know, someone else. People are going to tr- push, you know. People are going to try and go further. It's like when dealing with kids. Yeah. They'll try and push boundaries, but it's up to you to establish those boundaries and be disciplined in yourself to go, no, this. It mm. creates those conditions. It makes for healthier relationships. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, it really does. Then they know where they stand. There's not – that's, you know, what – breaks down a lot of relationships is when people aren't communicating correctly when there isn't an idea you know when it's not clear and on the table as to you know what is required Mm. so really it it comes down to just you know doing that being like that in yourself you know Mm. and creating those conditions so, yeah. Because I think it is really rare to find another person that you can kind of just relax and be yourself and be open with and they let you speak and they listen and they care about what you have to say. It's a rare thing. So a lot yeah. of times people are like, oh, you must really understand me or you must really love me. You know, people can really kind of misunderstand what yeah. you're trying to do because it's really rare that people will actually want to listen to another person. Yeah. And it, yeah, and I, I think I find myself in that situation a lot where I kind of suddenly realize, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to let you. I want you to have that environment where you can say anything you want to me, but it doesn't mean that I love you and need you in my house today. No, <laughs> no, and so honestly, yeah, so definitely it comes down to just establishing those boundaries. Wow, yeah. You know, and being clear in that, you know, it really does. Mm. And again, then it, it makes for harmonious, you know, communication and, a more harmonious relationship, you know, that's it. You just got to create those, those yeah, boundaries. Yeah, as far as that goes. Yeah. It's interesting that I, I um, listened, heard somebody say on a podcast that they were talking about dogs um, or pack animals. They ca- 
suffer from anxiety if they don't know their place yeah. in their hierarchy. Yeah, they feel unsafe. Yeah, you know? because they're not sure. They don't know what, what action to take. So that's And again, fear breeds aggression because they, are, they don't understand where they're supposed to be. So they are kind of trying to push the limits like, oh, am I the alpha or am, am I maybe not? So like yeah. you're doing somebody or the dog at least a major disservice by allowing the dog to do whatever it wants or sleep on the bed or whatever it is yep. because the dog itself needs to know that that's where its place is. You're the alpha and this is where it belongs. And I, and I think like there's a real, this new kind of modern movement of um, sort of Marxist thought that, ev that hierarchies are to blame for dissatisfaction in the world, that it's the system that's fucking people up. And, I, and that's a, it's a, a nice thought for me, obviously being an anarchist and a punk rocker growing up, I was like, woohoo, fuck the system. The system's yeah, the... People like, rebel against themselves. That's the oh, thing. fully. It's just, again, it's another rejection of power. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not it's not my fault. No. It's the system's fault. Yeah, exactly. And it's an arbitrary thing outside of me, so obviously yeah. I don't have to do anything. So again, about it. it's the opposite of taking full responsibility. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like even Fuck if yeah. even if that is the case that there's all of this happening, you know? No, mm. it's not the Illuminati. No, it's not this. It's not this. Just come back to yourself. What yes. can you do? Because even if all these things are there and happening, you know, that's doesn't matter. It's like what are you going to do about it? How It's up to you. It's your choice how you experience that. Yeah. That's all you ever have control over is your own experience of it. It's your response. And what do you say to people that like feel feel scared of that responsibility? Like understand that that responsibility is theirs and they and they do want it. But whether it's it's just been too long, too much of a habit that they're used to giving it away, or yeah, I don't. Well, I definitely don't force anyone to, or try and force anyone to understand anything because that's it. It's put. It's this simple. Well, if you want to be a victim, that's fine. If you want to keep <laughs> your pain, that's fine. No one's gonna take your weakness away from you. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. If you want to protect and defend your weakness, it's fine. That's what you'll have. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, but it takes people to go through that to get them to a point that they're willing to accept responsibility and make change. Yeah. You know, it's like yourself. It certainly was with me. My destruction was, you know, is, was my awakening. Same. It absolutely. was through, if I didn't, I wouldn't change a thing, you know? Yeah. What because happened? What was the final pivotal thing? The final. Oh, do you think? Oh, there was, I think there, there was, a, there was a number of things like right throughout, you know, my life and all sorts of different paths you know, very destructive and and adventurous. They were definitely adventurous. I wouldn't change <laughs> any of it, you know. And, well, one of the final ones was probably, you know, around uh, my sister's death, you know, when my sister died, older sister had melanoma. Mm. And, you know, within like that, you know, eight-month period deteriorated, you know, we, the family went down and helped nurse her around that time. And, you know, that was a pivotal point, you know, because it was, you know, that understanding that okay well you know death life you know it's all part of it you know but something you can't control it there's mm -hmm. no you've got no control over what's outside you and that yeah. was like a very you know you understand your helplessness in when you're trying to control something outside of you so it forces you into acceptance you get forced yeah. into the fact that okay well it is what it is you know what I mean? Normally that happens through exhaustion. Like when you yes. fatigue yourself wow. from trying to control it and, you know, in your mind thinking it should be another way. And this is, you know, you hear people, oh, this is so unfair. It's like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. It's not about fairness. It's physics. You know, this yeah. happens. It's life, death. It's cyclic. 
you know but it was these understandings are all gained through those experiences mm. you know and so yeah there's a, yeah, that was a definitely a big turning point you know and just coming back to it was actually we were all in the room with my sister you know the day before she died or two days before and you know she asked everyone in the family to be there she said she wanted to speak to us we were all there but we were like on shifts like we'd change at different yeah, times yeah. and and she said, I just want you all to, like, she knew it was the end, obviously, and we all did. And she said, oh, I just wanted to ask you all something. And we're like, of course, anything, like, you know. Yeah. Like, and she said, I just want you all to look after each other mm. and I want you to look after yourselves. And, you know, and that was all she asked. And so, obviously, I went away from there and later mum, you know, a couple of years later said to me, I think you're the only one that actually went away and, thought about that because i did like i i I listened to that and i was like you know what i'd you know i'd had a very colorful past like and you know that had caused a lot of people around me you know a lot of stress and a lot Mm. of worry at times you know whether i was going to end up in jail or dead or you know what was going to happen and so then i thought okay i went away and thought okay so she's asked to look after each other well i can't be in more than one place at a time so how would i go about that okay and look after yourselves and i thought okay well i can i'll do that i'll make sure that i am never a burden to anyone else again so in doing that i'm guess i'm looking after them by never them never having to be concerned about oh what's iggy up to now yeah what's iggy gone and done now like so I thought, okay, that's it. I'm going to be 100% fully self-sufficient. I'm just going to be get my life completely balanced and boom. Wow. And then so I did that and I thought, you know what? I'm getting pretty good at this. Like I did that and then I'm, others around me, I'm having this impact on others around me and I'm helping yeah. them to transform their lives and get them living in their power. You know, I did that with other family members and I was like, right, see, this is what it's led to. It's like, and that's obviously what I do in my work. Yeah. So that's what it came from is like that sort of dying wish of my sisters wow. to look after each other. So that's how I came to it, you know, was, right, how can I best look after everyone? Mm. Well, there's only one way and that's by looking after yourself, Fuck getting yeah, yourself man. right and being that example. Wow. Yeah. yeah, isn't that an amazing thing? Like that the thing that takes you out of yourself is an attachment to something greater than you. Yeah. Definitely. You know, a lot of times I've heard people say, like, uh, whenever you get stuck in your own head, just look up at the stars. And I've always looked up and just, like, shit myself under the sheer power of, like, how huge that is and how insignificant I am. It doesn't help me. I just go inside and keep drinking whiskey, you know, because <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. Okay, well, see, because <laughs> I look at it and I go, I am that. That is me. Yeah, man. That's how I look. I find it empowering. Wow, I, that's yeah. why it's something I love doing is when you look mm. up at the stars and it's like, you know what, that, I am that. Because it is so much bigger than we are. And it does. It just takes you that separation of being the this little me that lives inside my head to this thing that exists. Yeah. I know. What do you think the overall purpose of living is? There is no meaning. It's just a Transformation. Transformation. That's the purpose. Yeah. Like, But, you know, because people always say, oh, what's the meaning of life? Life has no meaning. You know, we give it the meaning. Mm-hmm. that's the choice that's what being a creator is is that understanding that that this is all inherently neutral it's we get to define it we get to color it yeah you know so it's our definitions that color our experience yeah. 
you know and so what's the purpose is transformation it's aligning with the cycle of things aligning with nature and moving harmoniously with it so mm. it's it's transformation do you think that there is like an end goal overall for the planet or no, humanity or something it's just a constant change it's eternal there is no end there's no beginning no end yeah it's continual it's just this this cycle of destruction creation it runs through all things like nature teaches us that yeah man you know that's it so it's just and that when you live in that also it removes the fear because mm. there's no finality so there's there is no end you know it's all fear comes from this fear of loss yep you know so this loss whereas when you come from the understanding that no no it's it's eternal it's cyclic then there is no loss in that there's only ever change mm. So there's no loss, there's only, you know, an exchange of things. And so your the purpose is for you to become aligned with that change. Definitely. Yeah, mm. the whole the purpose is to live. Like mm. the purpose of life is to live. So it's experience. And isn't that funny when when um because I've heard people say this to you when you're talking to them about their diet and stuff in the gym and and they're like, "Well, I got to live a little, you know." Or, and you, know, you were saying yeah. the other day like, "Well, there needs to be balance." And it's like, "Well, there yeah. does yeah of course there needs to be balance but you're not living when you're hiding behind a bottle no, of whiskey or th- when but you're this, that's it you know it's KFC. one of the biggest cop-outs is you know because i am i'm all about balance like i really am mm. and you know unbalancing yourself more with like drugs alcohol you know crap food it's like that isn't balanced like you know what i mean like that's like being in a fight and when it starts getting challenging, you stand on one leg and close your eyes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, no, but yeah. you've got to have balance. It's like, yeah, you do have to have balance. So keep your feet on the ground, mm. you know, especially when it comes to like diet, mm. you know, or people just saying like alcohol or drugs. Like, yeah, if you're going to do that, then do that. But don't cop out and use the excuse right. of that it's for balance because it's it purely is not balanced. It's right. unbalancing you. Mm. you know what i mean fuck yeah like so man. that's it it's, but you get that a lot when people when a challenging situation comes so using that you know metaphor from the fight you know if it gets challenging standing on one leg and you know closing your eyes that's what people do in life like mm. they lose a job or someone dies or a relationship ends so as soon as something gets challenging they go you know what? That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna eat yeah. a heap of crap food, and you know, to unbalance themselves even more. It's like, how is that gonna make you best able to deal with whatever is happening? Yeah, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I'd much rather move through things powerfully. You know, yeah. so power is means ba- having balance. Yeah, I mean, give yourself your best shot for sure. Definitely. We well, um, this again is another reason why I kind of keep calling it the truth is that like. It's okay if you're going to drink, drink, but be honest about it. You know, like that this yeah. is that <laughs> the one of the yeah. grossest things I think and that you have this ability. Uh, I I have met some people in my life that are similar to you. A gross ability? No. Oh. No, this is a good ability. You have an ability to make people be gross around you. And I'll try and explain what I mean by that. Sure. Like because you're Thank so you. <laughs> You're so um like present and focused like what i was saying before when i we go into a fight and i'm trying to convince myself that i am all right even though i kind of know i'm not and i can see you looking at me and i know you know that i know that i'm not right (laughs) but i've got i'm just just, i'm like a mirror that is there and you're like those little lies get reflected back to you like like, damn it he sees it (laughs) you can tell him and i'm trying
trying my best to lie to myself for the right reasons, right? Because yeah. I am I am not trying to go into a fight being like, no, I'm fucked. Yeah. But really, I do would help myself a lot more if I just looked at you and went, no, I'm fucked. Hold on. I've yeah. got to get myself back in line. Yeah. So like this thing about being dishonest with yourself. So what I mean by people getting gross around you is that people will come in and be like, yeah, no, 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 yeah, I'm on, I'm, I'm on, I'm doing good, I'm, I'm on it, you know, like you start seeing people trying to hide a little bit, like yeah, having a great day, having a yeah. fucking awesome day, because it's like you've told them be positive, be powerful, don't be weak, yeah. don't be a weak cunt. <laughs> so I've like heard you say these things to other people, so then people feel like they have to hide behind them. Yeah, but that's see, that's not the case at all. It's it's not, and I don't use the word positive either. Like I don't say be positive because it's more like no, no. Be powerful. Like, look at mm. the look at the opportunity. Don't look at the problem. But when it comes to dealing with clients, you know, that's the thing. It's like, no, no, be honest. Like, if yeah. if you've got a fearful thought, then then say what it is. If you're in a disempowered state, be honest. Just say that, and then because it, it's like correcting a technique physically. You first, you need to be aware of it. You know, that's yeah. like when dealing with having a, a teacher is, you know, they're 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 watching you. You're throwing the technique. They watch you and go, right, you're, you're dropping your hand there or you're not turning your foot. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's there being your conscious mind and yeah. saying, right, you know, but you've just got to, you've got to do it and then you correct it. Yeah. So it's the same when dealing like, you know, like in a mentoring role or, you know, when coaching someone on their mind is, you know, be honest, what is the thought? Mm. And then when they say, oh, it's, I'm thinking this, you know, I'm thinking I shouldn't be here. You know, I'm thinking mm. I'm not good enough. Then you can cr- correct it, you know, yeah, guide them in correcting it, you know, rationally and saying, okay, no, well, look at your ability. Look, you've done all the training, you know, you are, you, you are ready. You are mm. here, you are prepared. So really it's, it's removing the lie, you know, which they've been telling themselves and replacing it with knowledge. Right. Yeah. But that's it. You know, people get so much more from any interaction when they are honest. Because yeah, still, I've got like clients that I deal with over the phone, you know, that I mentor and I'll chat with them, you know, I'll, it might, you know, a week between our sessions. And I'm like, right, so how's everything? Like, yeah, no, everything's good. Great. So, yes, yeah, so everyone's on track. I can even hear it in their tone of their voice. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well, oh, well, actually, and then it comes out, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's, you get, and then they're like, oh, I'm so glad that I mentioned these things. Because yes. then we, you know, we might talk for half an hour or forty minutes, and they're like, "Oh, I got so much gold out of that." Like, definitely, because it's you can't a, it's help someone it. that's that's not honest with themselves. Yeah, man. you can't. Well, because you don't even know where to begin to correct it. Yeah, you do, you, where, where do you start? Yeah. Oh, you're good. Okay, good. See you next week. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's the end of the conversation. Mm. Instead, but and I think sometimes that's again like having the honesty to to realize where you are. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have kind of. Um, I can see you get nervous or uncomfortable about the grading system that we put in yeah. place at the gym, like that you've got, you started a white singlet and then you have to get it, the instructors choose when you're yep. ready to move on to the other singlets or whatever, and you may not make it or whatever. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, why do we need this kind of hierarchy, the structure, whatever? It's process. It's, no, you know? it, yes. It, it's, it's acknowledging yeah. martial arts is all about acknowledging exactly where you yeah. are. That's and it. there's no shame in being where you are. Yeah. It's just, it's here's, Here's where you are objectively. Yeah. Here's the tools to get you to the next place yeah. objectively. And so and it's ego on. that wants to get in the way of that. Like it's yeah. the ego that doesn't like, you know, it wants to be somewhere other than what it is. Mm. You know, rather than accepting that, okay, no, this is where I'm at. Because it's only when you accept that this is where I'm at 
that you can get to where you want to be. Yeah. You can't get there any other way. You get there from here. So mm. it's only by going, right, this is where I'm at in the process. And then that way you align yourself to the process and can give your attention to it. Why do you think people want to be other than where they it's are? It's ego, but it's fear of like loss of face too. Like, you know, yeah. like you're saying in both of these examples, like with the grading system or if it's with when people, you know, go to talk with someone and they're, you know, they'll lie. Yeah. It's this wanting to save face, you know, mm. so it's that fear of loss of face. So thinking, mm. it's worrying about what the other person thinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so again, too much thought, yeah, you know. Man. And it's interesting that we care so much. I mean, obviously being social beings, we want to feel accepted. So it's important that we feel yeah. like people appreciate us and trust us and like us and stuff. But that's the funniest thing is like you lie to be more accepted yeah. and everybody can and sense a lie. Yeah, so everyone you can. are more disconnected. That's it. So it does. It has the opposite effect. But that's what fear does all the time when people focus on their fears. Mm. That brings more of that about, you know, the very thing that they're focusing on, you know, they give energy to and it creates more of that. Yeah. You know, so people will often, like that, they'll sabotage relationships because of their fears. They'll push the mm. other person away when really that's what they feared the most was being yes. left on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. So it is, it comes back to just authenticity, you know, being authentic, authentic with yourself, mm. communicating that way, you know, clearly, you know, not not having these you know fears around how someone else is perceiving you you know that's like being a people pleaser yeah fuck you know it 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 does it um you know that how we were speaking about boundaries earlier mm. how you know you gave the example of when training dogs you know we well my mum you know did a lot of obedience training with german shepherds when we were growing up i mm. loved oh, it cool. so i'm one of seven kids and out of the seven i was the only one that I used to love it. I'd go along with her to every session, wow. you know, like as a kid, you know, a few a few nights of the week. Then on weekends and things, I'd go along. I just thought it was fascinating, like just this obedience, you know, the discipline, but the relationship that, that the person and the animal had was phenomenal. Like it was wow. enhanced because of this discipline. Because there were boundaries put in place, it enhanced the relationship and mm. this bond was like amazing. And it's the same with people. You know, it's like the same with children. Like kids feel safe. You know, you said that the animals, you know, the dogs pack, you know, if they're not in that, they don't know where they stand. Yeah, yeah. Same with kids. If, if there isn't, you know, discipline and if there isn't like these boundaries put in place, they don't know where they stand yeah. and they feel unsafe. Where You know what I mean? You get all these people that are they're like that with their kids. They want to be their friend rather than being the parent. Yeah. You know, so... And it's really, it's like people pleasing. It's people wanting to be a people pleaser with the child. Yeah, that's But they're doing that in crazy. all areas of their life, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, I might look like a bad parent if I'm not mm. doing this. Or I might look like a bad person if I'm, you know, if I say this to someone. Mm. You know, so a lot of the time people aren't establishing boundaries in relationships. They're not communicating clearly what they expect, you know, yeah. in a relationship, you know, and what their standards are because... They fear that the other person might think that they're, you know, a bad person. Mm. I had, I was, I don't know, I remember if I told you about this, like a, a little while ago, I had an opportunity to have like an open relationship mm. and I can, I wanted to consider the idea of it because I, again, like I, I'm a, 
I want to experiment with many things in my life. I'm interested in just trying to figure out how to experience shit. And I'm not necessarily closed off to any options of ways of structuring things if we can figure out a way that we're both happy and involved in it. But I did find that really confusing because it was like, if there's no dis- discipline or no sacrifice in a relationship with another person, what are you doing together? You know what I mean? Where is that tether? If there isn't this deep... Uh, connection with another human being that we know that we're still on track to like create a life together or to be on the same team as each other or respect each other then going out and just fucking other people basically just means that all you are is a whole when he's back yeah or something you know what i mean like i I could not get my head around how what is the appropriate way of doing this where where it makes sense to both of us and and where is the value in something like that and I, I, it's not to say that open relationships aren't are wrong or right or anything. Like I think that I think two people in any relationship need to establish exactly that. What are your boundaries? What are you both comfortable with? And what is the best way to maintain this friendship? Yeah. And I think I found, um, like, in trying to figure that out, that I was doing it to be a people pleaser. Yeah. And it just made me hurt. Like I was it, so. But this is it. Always people pleasing always will and always fuck, does. Fuck it does, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was just like, um, oh, I don't want to lose you. So, yeah, you can do what you want. Yeah. But but then I'm just here. Then this, you'll like, be not satisfied yourself. Like, you'll, and it will make you self loathing. Yeah. You know, man. because you've, then you've got no respect for yourself. Yeah. You feel weak, <laughs> disempowered. It's like, yeah. So, really, it's like, what's the point? But people pleasing mm. will always do that. Yeah, it will well. always leave you being, yeah, dissatisfied. And self-loathing. You're better off having these. It's like, you know, some people say, oh, but, you know, having conditions, you know, love isn't conditional. It's like, no, love isn't conditional. You know, love is unconditional. But in a relationship is conditional. Yeah. Like monogamy. Monogamy is is a condition. You know Mm. what I mean? So it's like people that go, oh, no, but you can't have conditions on. You have to. Having conditions is a powerful thing. Yeah. You know, it's like discipline. These same people reject discipline. Right. And it's like, oh, no, you can't have... It's like, no, no. It is like it's a focus to be able to develop energy and grow energy. So in a relationship, mm. having that, you know, discipline there, having those conditions which are agreed upon, as you said, it's an agreement. Mm. You know, then it's like, great, we're on the same page. It le- it means that then there's open communication. Yes. You know? And and together you're working still towards becoming better, closer, connected. Because I do definitely agree that limiting somebody else's freedom in, an, in a relationship is toxic. Yeah. I think that two human beings in any kind of relationship with each other should have the ultimate freedom to live their lives as best and independently as possible yeah. while mutually growing together. Definitely. And that's my perception of what a good relationship is. Yeah. And then, and how you work that out is communication a hundred percent. Definitely. Because it doesn't, yeah. you can't take a model off the shelf. You can't like no. watch a Hollywood movie and go, okay, this is the right way to do that. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Because some, it may work for you, may not work for me, whatever. And we don't, they, if Hollywood movies have thought about it only so far as it's entertaining. Yeah. Not how, how it should be done to create a connection between two people. Yeah. And it's the same with creating artwork, and I think this is one of those things that that I found, like that I was afraid of in creating artwork, is that there's no model, there's n- there's no solution for what I'm supposed to do. I have an idea in my head that I'm like, oh, I think this would be neat to try and paint, and then I start doing it. I'm an idiot, and I can't do it, and so I just throw the painting away or hide it or whatever. Yeah. And it, what it is at the end of the day is my I my 
determination to get that idea across at the end of the day has to be more powerful than everything else that stops me. You know, every fear, everything that's blocking my ability to just communicate that idea, that's all. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I've successfully communicated the idea, that's all I needed to do. And the, at the end of the day, in a relationship with another person, if you successfully communicated and connected to that person, it doesn't matter how you got there. It doesn't matter if you guys are always having sex with yeah. other people as long as you are always successfully communicating and connecting to each other. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, so it's like in a fight, having a direction, knowing that, yep, I'm going to be victorious. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to win. That's the direction. It's like, rather than having a plan. Right, you know? yeah, so it doesn't matter how you get there. Yeah, you know what as I mean? It's like, no, no, because if you have a plan, it's rigid. Mm. Uh, having a plan, it's too rigid. It's like, that's to say that, oh, no, it has to happen this way. Mm. Then as soon as there's any sort of variation from that, your mind sees it as Down, going wrong. Yeah. So the plan will limit it rather than if you've just got a direction and go, right, this is my intent, and then cool. allow it to unfold as it does. Then that enables you to see opportunities and you know move with what's happening. So really, like in a overall life concept, I and mean, we'll probably end on this because we've been talking for ages. It's been a fucking amazing conversation. Thank you. But um, the idea, so having a focus and a direction then, as far as that in a life context, so if you're trying to give advice to somebody who wants that focus wants to feel their best how do they go about doing that yeah so the same applies as with the fight it's you have a direction you know and then rather than a rigid plan you know mm. so right have an intent right this is what i want to do this is the direction i want to move in and then it's a matter of being present and just doing what has to be done along the way you know yeah. but then you can give your attention to what's happening to what is yeah because different pathways will open up that you with your little human mind could never have imagined yeah. you know you couldn't script it like how life delivers it mm. you know so it'll come to you in ways that you would never even have thought of you know yeah. what i mean like and and the thing is being present and just and seeing the opportunity you know it's it's only the the fear that looks for the problem and goes this shouldn't have been happening because i was meant to be here by now and this this should right. have happened and like no this, everything's going wrong whereas no 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 Everything's always happening to your advantage. Everything's always falling together. You are being delivered exactly what you need when you need it. Always. Yeah. Man. You know, it's only your perception that will see it as otherwise. Yeah. And that, that acts as a block and stops you from being able to move with what's happening. So really it's that. It's like, yep, have an intent, have a direction, but know that that will change at times. Oh. You know, I'm sure that if you look back over your life, there's – you wouldn't have imagined being where you are right now. Fuck no, no way. You know, but that's the thing. Like, it changes. But are you at the moment with things that have been delivered to you right now, is that enabling you to develop in yourself so that the more that you move toward your intent, that you are better equipped and you've gathered these tools along the way? Fuck yeah, man. So it that's totally always is. happening with people. That's the thing. You know, nothing's ever yeah. going wrong. It's like, right. You know, so therefore, you know, so don't have rigid plans. Right. You know, have have a direction, know your direction, and mm -hmm. then move with the cycle. Like, just do what has to be done, and that gets you there. That's fucking awesome, man. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Your pleasure. I really appreciate it. Um, how do people find you? How do people find me? Yeah. Uh, on my website, iggymcgowan.com, mm -hmm. or in at Urban Fight Gym. But yeah, best through the website. My contact details are on there. Mobile phone number. Give a call. 
and yeah can always organize a session cool man all right well thanks heaps and i'll put all the links to that on the um website thanks for having me